Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. been in this series called Forever Changed, Forever Changed. And what we're looking at is the lives of folks who came into contact with Jesus and have their lives forever transformed. It's impossible to, um, it's impossible to not be changed and get around Jesus. If you get around Jesus, he's going to shake up your life. He's going to mess you up in the best possible way. It's going to be amazing, but living in the mess of like what it means to come into an encounter with Jesus, that's what we've been looking at through this series of Forever Changed. And we looked at Mary Magdalene, we looked at uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, we we looked at the woman at the well, and we've been drawing from the series, uh, The Chosen, just to put scripture to life, just to bring life to the scripture. And today, we're going to talk about the life of Peter. And for those of you who have viewed The Chosen, you know about the character of like who Peter is, right? I forgot to mention, we have free lettuce out in the hallway. You might have noticed it. We had leftover from Seeds of Hope. If you need lettuce, take lettuce with you. Peter would take it, wouldn't he? Yeah. Peter Peter would take the lettuce. I'm sure of it. Sarah and I were talking the other day, and if you guys know anything about the Enneagram, I asked Sarah, what do you think Peter would be on the Enneagram? And she said without hesitation, oh, Peter is an eight for sure. He is just like full tilt, full on, um, just very bold, very much in your face, act without thinking, ready, shoot, aim. That's who Peter was. And so today we're going to look at this character uh, of Peter and who he was and how he came into encounter with Jesus and how Jesus changed his life. So if you wanted to turn to the gospel of Luke with me, we're going to be in Luke chapter 5 verses 3 through 11. And this is Peter's encounter with the Lord. Starting in verse 3, we read this. He got into one of the boats, Jesus, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Go deeper. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon Peter, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat so full, both boats so full, that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on you will catch people. 
So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. This is the story of Peter coming into contact with Jesus and Jesus providing a net-breaking catch. And one of the things about Peter is that Peter was, and, and we're, not, we're not explicitly told this in the scriptures, but if you read through the narrative of scripture, it's pretty obvious to tell that, that Peter loved Jesus, right, with all of his heart, and yet at the same time was spiritually shallow, Peter would say all kinds of foolish things, wouldn't he? If you study the life of Peter, you'll see that Peter said so many foolish things to Jesus that Jesus must have thought, oh my goodness, here we go again, Peter. Peter was spiritually shallow. And I don't mean like how we talk about other people like, oh my gosh, they're, they're so shallow. They're not, they're not uh, willing to go deep like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, you, do you know like, do you know people who, and maybe you see this in your own life as well. I definitely see it in mine. We love Jesus with all of our hearts, but we have blind spots. We just lack awareness in certain areas. You know, throughout the course of the pandemic, these areas, these blind spots were definitely brought to the surface in our lives. Maybe you were turned from uh, from a single mom or from a stay, sorry, I'm sorry, a stay at home mom, like Emma was saying, into like third grade teacher. And all of a sudden you're like Mrs. Torrance instead of like Daisy's mom. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's you. Maybe you were turned into a teacher and, and your child couldn't figure out a math problem and you lost it and you were like, ah! But then later you discovered, ah, it's a blind spot. Why did I lose it on my kid? It was just numbers. We all have blind spots. We all have spiritual shallowness. We all have places where we're afraid to step into the deeper water. And that's what Jesus is calling Peter to. Jesus is not just calling Peter to cast his nets into deeper water. You realize that, right? Jesus is saying, come deeper with me relationally, Peter. He's not talking about geography, east, west, high, low. He's saying, come deeper with me in trust, in relationship. Here is the gospel of Luke and Peter meeting Jesus, being transformed by Jesus according to the Chosen series. You guys check this out. This is one of the most powerful scenes in the miniseries. I love this scene. This is Peter in the net-breaking catch with that Jesus. For a, catch. a little farther out. Uh, I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. But we've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. That's your word. Ah! 
James and John, come, follow me. I'll take the fish into market and settle up Simon's death. I'll get some help to fill both of these boats. Are you sure? Yes, go. What will you tell Ima? <laughs> We've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives. And you ask me, what will I say when you miss supper? <laughs> go, now. Hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and yes, season so one. So good. The oh, there's our friend Dallas. Amazing. Um, deeper, put out into the deep. Put out into the deep. I just love it. Don't you love how Jesus um, smiles and is enjoying the blessing of what this catch means for Peter and his family? Put out into the deep for a catch. Put out into the deep for a catch. If we're going to learn what it means to follow Jesus into a re-emerging world, we're going to need to learn to wade into the deeper water relationally with Jesus and with one another. And this is what Jesus is teaching Peter in this moment. Put out into the deep. And there's a couple of different things that Jesus requires If we're going to trust him deeper, if we're going to move into deeper relationship with him, there's a few things that deeper trust in Jesus requires. One of those things is deeper obedience. Deeper obedience. If we're going to follow Jesus into a re-emerging world, we're going to need to learn deeper obedience in Jesus. Check out Luke 5 verse 5. 
This is one of the most powerful discipleship scriptures in the whole of scripture. And it's one of my favorite. And it's really simple. There's five words. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Ah, I feel you, Simon. I've had fishing days like that. And here it is. You ready? But because you say so, I will. Because you say so. I will. These five words can transform your life. When you begin to take on the posture and your thoughts and your heart and your actions of, because you say so, Jesus, I will. Your life will be transformed utterly. Your life will be turned upside down. Before we can say, because you say so, I will. We don't know the meaning of what it means to be forever changed by the person of Jesus. Jesus takes us into deeper water. And then Simon, Simon Peter says, uh, Teacher, you teach. I fish. I think I know the Sea of Galilee a little bit better than you do. What Peter is saying here is, Jesus, stay in your lane. Jesus, can you just stay in your lane? Can you just stay in your lane, Jesus? How often do we say this to Jesus about our hearts whom he formed, whom he knit together in our mother's womb? Jesus, just stay in your lane. I've got this taken care of, this relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend, this relationship with my kids. Just stay in your lane, Jesus. But then Simon Peter takes it a step further and he says, even though I know all there is to know about catching tuna, about catching trout, about catching whatever, because you say so, I will. There's a hint of desperation in this phrase, because you say so, I will. And any of you who have said that to the Lord know this to be true. Maybe it's as the writers of The Chosen have imagined it to be that Peter was in tax trouble, that he owed his livelihood, that if he didn't come through somehow with a catch, his family was cooked. And so it's in this vein that Peter says, because you say so, Jesus, because you say so, I will. It's going to require deeper obedience if we're going to follow Jesus into the re-emerging world. And how many this morning know that I'm not just talking about getting stuff done for Jesus when I talk about obedience? It's not just about doing things for Jesus. A lot of people hear the word obedience and as Americans we like to stand up and say, don't tell me what to do. But how many know when Peter says, because you say so, I will. He's talking about a heart posture that follows Jesus anywhere. Jesus says that no matter what other people say, no matter what he feels, no matter what he thinks, no matter what the circumstances may dictate to him. Peter's saying, because you say so, I'll follow you. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. Come to the deep. Wade out into the deep. Deeper obedience, following Jesus into a re-emerging world is going to require deeper obedience. And I believe that he's calling us to this as a church family, to just give Jesus our yes. To give him our yes, 
even though we don't feel like being that. On a Monday when we're tired, we've got kids on our hip, we've got a load of things, a checklist to do at work, we've got all of these stresses that are piling, not to mention the backdrop of a global pandemic. What do we do? Because you say so, Jesus, I will. I will. Next, it's going to require from us as a church and for us as disciples, for us as followers of Jesus, a deeper repentance. Check out verse uh, 8 in chapter 5. When Simon Peter saw this, when he saw the, when he saw the net breaking catch, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Following Jesus into a re-emerging world is going to require a deeper repentance. What what does repentance mean? Repentance, this word repentance is metanoia in Greek. It means to change our minds, rather to have our minds changed. To be moving in one direction and then to turn a 180 and start going the other direction. It means that all of the ways that we've been taught growing up to turn from these ways and to follow Jesus' way of thinking, Jesus' way of doing, Jesus' way of being. When was the last time I, just in a moment of honesty, when was the last time that I had Peter's posture here in The Chosen of falling before the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, go away from me, I'm a sinful man. When was the last time you and I have had an encounter with Jesus like that of deeper repentance? The thing about repentance, the thing about turning to follow Jesus in his ways, is that it requires us to change our minds about who he is. And that when we have an encounter with Jesus like that, Where we see how perfect, how right, how true, how righteous, how good Jesus is. We're shown a mirror of how sinful and how broken and how just far from him we are. And the trick is to not stay in that place. When we see how good and holy he is, we see how broken we are. And this is one of the God ways. This is one of the deep ways that he uses to bring us into deeper relationship with himself. Isn't that beautiful? That he uses our brokenness to draw us closer into relationship with himself. It's by design. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that he breaks us down so that we can be in deeper relationship with him. I love it. And the reason that he does this is for the third purpose, which is deeper purpose in Luke 5.10. If we're going to follow Jesus into a re-emerging world by going deeper, we're going to need deeper purpose or deeper destiny. In verse 10, check out what Jesus says to, to Peter. After Peter has repented, after Peter has said, because you say so, I will. Here's what Jesus says to him on the third time. In verse 10. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch people. Now check it. This is the coolest connection. Check this out. That God cannot use a man or a woman until that person has been broken. Once a person has been broken, God can truly use a man or a woman. In power, in effective ministry, and on and on. Peter's purpose, check it, Peter's purpose was fishing. I know plenty of people, being a fisherman, I know plenty of people whose purpose it is to fish. They're all over, they're fishing Instagram influencers. Do you guys know that? Oh, they get thousands, thousands of likes for their trophies that they hold up before, you know, their, their huge 50-pound salmon that they catch. And, and this turns into endorsements and they, they're guides and they take people out and their, their purpose is fishing. Jesus comes into contact with Peter and says, hey, your purpose is no longer fishing. It's time to turn around. Your purpose now is to catch people. Your purpose is to use your story, your God story of meeting the Messiah to influence, to usher in the kingdom of God. That's your story now. And I would say the same of whatever vocation that you find yourself in. You may be a teacher. You may be an electrician, you may be an engineer, you may be an entrepreneur, you may be a business owner, you may be a lawyer, doctor, whatever you may be, stay-at-home mom, yes? But your real vocation is to usher in the kingdom of God wherever you are. Wherever you are. You're a disciple of Jesus first. If you claim Jesus as your Lord and Messiah, because you say so, I will. He's called you to catch people. And you may catch little people as you're a stay-at-home mom. You may catch older people. Maybe you work at a nursing home. But your job is to catch people. Isn't that amazing? God can only use broken men and women. Peter's purpose was fishing, boats and nets. And Jesus is saying here that he will be from now on the captain of the ship. Jesus is the captain of the ship. And there's something deeper for you, Peter. And that's what he would speak to us this morning. There's something deeper for us, church. And this guy who lopped off a Roman soldier's ear in the Garden of Gethsemane, who spoke without thinking, who ready, shoot, aim, who, who was very brash and arrogant, and uh, the leader of the twelve, right? The loudest of the twelve. Because you say so, I will. Peter's also the guy who preached to 3,000 people in the book of Acts and saw 3,000 people in one afternoon come to Jesus. Peter's also the guy who bridged the racial gap in the early church. Peter's also the guy, the only guy who took a step out of the boat to follow Jesus. Peter's also the guy who wrote the scriptures that we are reading this morning. Peter's, without Peter... We wouldn't have the scriptures that we find Jesus in this morning. It was Peter who Jesus called the rock of the church. He brought Peter into his destiny, we could say. That's always a term that's thrown around in the church, destiny. It's meant here as purpose. He brought Peter into purpose. And God wants to us to dive deeper. 
The thing about Peter and the thing about us is that if we stay in the shallows, we'll miss our destiny. If we stay in the shallows, we will miss our destiny. And I don't want to miss it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to miss it. I feel like God has more for our church as a community. I feel like God has more for me as an individual. You may be saying the same about your life, that God has more for you. You sense that God has more for your family, the way that you interact with your kids, maybe. God has more for you there. The way that you interact with your husband or your wife, there's more for you. The way that you work, the way that you interact with your, your employees or your coworkers, that God has more for you. Jesus invites you the same as he invited Peter so many years ago. Cast your nets out a little bit deeper. Dive deeper. It's time to go deeper. Vineyard Cleveland, it's time to go deeper. Deeper in obedience. Deeper in saying yes. In places that may be hard. Yes, in our finances. Yes, in our marriages. Yes, to evangelism. Yes, to to sharing the story of Jesus with others. Even when we may be timid there. Remember, Peter denied Jesus three times and he was still the rock of the church. You may have been timid before in sharing Jesus with others. And in the future, God's calling you to step out. Dive deeper deeper in obedience, deeper in repentance. Lord, go away from me. I'm a sinful man. Realizing that it's God himself who uses broken men and women like you and I to further his kingdom. And then deeper in purpose. Realizing that Jesus is the captain of the ship. And he, isn't that wonderful that he doesn't leave us where he found us? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just so beautiful that Jesus doesn't leave us where he finds us, but he brings us into our destiny? That he leads us by the hand into our purpose, into who we're really meant to be? And that's what you saw there on the clip this morning, was the beginning of Jesus taking Simon Peter by the hand and bringing him out of what everything that he knew, and into the deep, and in to his destiny, his purpose. That's what I want for myself, individually, for us as a church family, and for the city of Cleveland, that we would move into our destiny by diving deeper with Jesus. We're going to worship the Lord together, and then I'll close. But as we worship together, as Jonathan comes and leads us, I just want us to take a moment, and as we're singing these words together, as we're worshiping together, To just think on and offer to the Lord, where is it that I need to dive deeper with you, Jesus? Where is it that I need to come out of the shallows for you? I know what it is for me, but I don't know what it is for you. But you know, God's been putting his finger on some things as I've been speaking. There's no doubt the word of God is active and he's been putting some, his finger on some things for you. And you know those things because your relationship with God is is very personal. It's between you and him. And so now as we worship, you just bring those things to God. We all have blind spots. We all have shallow spots. And you just offer your heart to God and you say, I want to go deeper with you here. I'm willing because you say so, I will. I want to learn what it means to go deeper. And that's all you're saying. You're just offering your heart to Jesus. And I know that he's going to meet us in this time together. Let's worship and then I'll pray and close our time.